0: Welcome to Beauty Uncut the Podcast. I'm Shania. And I'm
1: Kayla, and we're here to bring a new perspective to beauty. Today's podcast is all about anti-aging. But before we get started, let's just have a little chat. Hey. <laughs> Shania is sitting here looking like an Eskimo. She's like wrapped up in a full-on blanket. It's so cold. She's got her headphones on and she just looks like she looks like she should be. In In Antarctica. I was about to say in Christmas, but I I meant like the South Pole, North Pole, North Pole. North, Either or. South or North. Yeah. And I'm sitting here and I'm a bit clammy, a bit warm, polar opposites, aren't we?
0: Yeah. But we balance each other out. That we do.
1: (laughs) Shania walked into work today and she was listening to our podcast on acne scarring and she walks into the kitchen and she was like, basically saying, I love us. Like we're (laughs) so fun when I what'd you say oh
0: like I don't know it might sound weird but I'm like wow like I want to hang out with us I want to be our friends yeah yeah anyway we're currently waiting
1: for our Uber eats and he has been wanting to deliver it oh he's been trying to deliver it for what half an hour now it feels like longer and I'm telling Shania, he's not coming. He's he's five minutes away now. No, he's run away with our food. It, uh, we're not getting cake. We're not getting bubble tea, and we're gonna starve.
0: I no no. <laughs> You're in we're denial, not. girl. <laughs> <laughs> we're not. He's almost there. Look, three minutes. All right.
1: So today I was actually singing. Or well, what were we talking about? You're like, oh, Stacey's such a nice. Oh, name. we were
0: watching a Christmas movie, and uh, one of the main characters was Stacey, and I was like, imagine. If you okay, no offense to any Stacey's out there. But I was like, I feel like Stacy is like an alter ego name. Yeah. Like,
1: and I was like, Stacy's mom has got it going on. Tony heard headphones down for that, by the way. And Shania's like, I've never heard of that song. And I almost died. I was like, You're only three years younger than me. How do you not know that? And then I started like feeling like I was spiraling inside of my head thinking She went quiet. Yeah. <laughs> I felt sick. I was like, am I, am I old? Am I, am I getting old? Am I aging? And so I'm glad today's topic is all about anti-aging because that made me feel like this is when I need to start using anti-aging products and things like that.
0: Sorry. It's fine.
1: <laughs> Anyways, our Uber Eats has finally arrived. So now we can get the podcast started. Yay. Let's do it. Well, did you know that our collagen and elastin levels begin to decrease from our mid-20s? which means I'm definitely on my way to ageing and so are you, Shania. I'm
0: scared. Me too. (laughs) So there are two mechanisms of ageing. There's intrinsic and extrinsic. Intrinsic being internal and extrinsic being external. Intrinsic ageing is pretty much inevitable. It's part of your genes. So sorry about that. Can't change that. And then there's extrinsic, which is external factors. So these are things such as diet, stress, environmental factors, smoking, drinking alcohol, sun exposure, all these things can affect your ageing. Basically all of the good things in life. Yeah, pretty much.
1: (laughs) And so this results in fine lines and wrinkles, sagging of the skin, thinning of the skin, volume loss, you name it. It all sounds so terrifying. And I am honestly terrified to age.
0: This is getting scary. I know, just I'm, sc- I'm literally going to have nightmares about
1: this tonight. <laughs> I'm going to wake up and be like, Shania, I had a dream that I was aging. Like, what can you do for me? <laughs> anyway, but there are products and there are treatments out there that can help to, I guess, minimize the appearance of those aging effects. So we've spoken about some of these on the podcast before, but we will talk about them in a different podcast. But you've got things like your anti-wrinkle, your dermal filler, bio-stimulators and topical ingredients like your retinols, peptides and things like that as well. So let's just pile Mm -hmm. them on our face and (laughs) hope we don't age. So today's podcast is all about anti-aging and we're joined with a special guest from Jan Marini Vivian. Jan Marini is a skincare brand that was founded in California in 1994 and it's a well-researched, has a lot of clinical data, Um, skincare brand that's super popular.
0: Yeah, so they're a well-established brand in America and they've recently come to Australia and so we're super excited to have Vivian on our podcast today.
1: Yeah. Vivian is a registered nurse, the distributor for Jan Marini Australia and also owns and runs one of Melbourne's leading medical aesthetic clinics, Erase Aesthetic Clinic.
2: Welcome. Thank you. Nice to chat with you, ladies. Yeah. And and welcome to all your listeners.
1: <laughs> well, thanks for joining us on the podcast. We've heard great things about you from Kirsty. So we're looking forward to getting into all things anti-aging and Jan Marini with you.
2: I know, and it's a huge industry these days, isn't it?
0: It is. Too big. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> so we wanted to start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how long you've been in the industry and what makes you passionate about the industry as well?
2: Sure. Well, look, it all began when my husband and I, my husband's a plastic surgeon in Melbourne and I was working in his practice and we were amazed at how it transformed from a reconstructive surgery practice to a a lot more cosmetic medicine. So a lot of people were asking for cosmetic procedures and then slowly that transformed into non-surgical cosmetic procedures and we realised that we couldn't really be doing, for example, Botox injections when we had, you know, people with melanomas in the waiting room or cleft babies um so there was you know that disjunction between serious reconstructive plastic surgical issues and what many would see as frivolous things like ironing out wrinkles and improving your skin quality so we decided to open a clinic and we were the first retail clinic in australia we opened in 1997 Oh, wow, a long time. (laughs) I know, a long time. We're very old. (laughs) So there were some doctors doing it in their practices, in their offices, but no one had yet opened a retail clinic. So we got a little space in a busy shopping strip and we've just gone from strength to strength from there. And I guess the transition to that kind of commoditization of aesthetic services we were really in on the ground floor with that. So we we learned a lot in the early days about what not to do, especially. And I guess we got into the skincare because we needed a product because everyone that came in was asking us, what should I use on my skin? And interestingly enough, the first product that was really marketed to physicians' offices was MD Formulations. And that was the product we would thought we would go with You'll be fascinated by this. Jan Marini actually founded MD Formulations oh. in the early '80s. Oh, yeah, so she was she was the pioneer of physician dispensed skincare, and so we knew that she she sold the MD Formulations to Allegan and started Jan Marini Skin Research. And one of the reasons she made that transition was because MD. Mm-hmm. Formulations started as a company that grew and grew and grew, and investors bought in and private equity, etc. And it becomes very cumbersome, very unwieldy. You know, once a company grows like that, it's very hard to change direction or to bring in new technologies without lots of meetings. And you know, it has to go through all the layers. It's a bit like a government, I guess, a big corporation. So she sold it and started Jamarini and she swore that she would never make that same journey again. So this time she wanted her company to be solely owned by her so that if she discovered a new technology or there was a breakthrough in skincare somehow, that she could just pivot straight away and get right into it immediately she didn't need to consult a whole lot of investors etc so you you can imagine the scenario and so we had heard about this brand through a colleague and we decided that we would install it in our clinic in its infancy Uh, we'd only been opened about 12 months when we started looking for ranges and We went to the States and we trialled a few products and we could not believe how good it was. It was just amazing. So we thought, well, that's the brand we have to have. So we contacted them and asked them if we could find out who the distributor was in Australia so that we could get it set up. And she said, we don't have a distributor in Australia. In fact, you'd be our second international distributor after the UK. They had already established someone in the UK. And, of course, we were a nurse and a doctor and we had no idea about business or skincare. But we thought, well, let's give it a try. It's a way to get the, the skincare into the clinic. And that's how it all began. And we've just gone from strength to strength. So we have a 22-year relationship with Jamarini
1: Marini. Oh, wow. Has it been uh, in Australia for that long?
2: It has been in Australia for that long. Oh, and it's see. been obviously there's been huge growth. In physician dispensed skincare and most physicians are out now actually making their own they all Mm. want to get into this game not because it's so lucrative but because everyone has an idea about what they think will work but you know having been involved with Jan and her company for so long we just we understand the complexities in formulation it's it's incredibly complex and I think one of the main things we learned was we tried to make our own products at one stage in Melbourne, and really we we had a collaboration with the CSIRO. We used scientists who had worked at CSIRO, and we found that the difficulty with formulating in Australia was that the ingredients weren't available here. So the, the good ingredients, the active ingredients, we had to buy in from overseas. And, you know, it became fairly evident that it was silly for us to be bringing ingredients in to mix together in Australia to sell as a, an Australian brand when we could get really something that was technologically far superior from the US. And Jan is based in San Jose in Silicon Valley, Jam Marini Skin Research. So they've had a, you know, a very long history of very close collaboration with ivy league university scientists the medical research institutes over there and the commercial university collaboration is very different to the way it works in australia university research departments are actually quite distinct from commerce and we're still arguing about it in australia how do we how do we you know market advances scientific advances so Mm. it's a very discrete category Australia whereas in the US they work quite closely together and the other thing the other positive thing about manufacturing in Silicon Valley is the access to laboratory expertise so their labs are just incredible you know we we tried to get a test done on a product at one stage that we had to book six months in advance and the only facility to do the particular test we were after was in Canberra but we took the sample with us on a visit to Jan Marini and she had it tested that afternoon without an appointment. That's crazy. <laughs> so yeah, the the technology is really something to consider. It's it's just, you know, light years ahead of anywhere else.
1: So we've heard, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a well researched skincare line, we've heard. Oh good. Yes, yes. It's a
2: it's not only well researched, I think. The team that she has built is is really remarkable. So Jan herself obviously has 50 plus years of experience in formulation and her head of R&D, Dr Saxena, is a PhD in pharmaceutical science and he is responsible for the original formulation of Retin-A. Oh, so I wow. don't know, you're probably too young to know Retin-A, but <laughs> Retin-A was the gold standard prescription vitamin A product and it was really based on work that Dr. Sachs did with Kligman in the early days and Kligman was really the inventor of topical vitamin A. He was the original researcher of it and so Dr. Sachs designed the formulation for Retin-A which is quite an achievement. He's also responsible for the getting ALA. Do you know about amino acid? Yeah. It's a product that we use when we do PDT, photodynamic therapy. And Sachs was responsible for getting that through the FDA. He has a very deep experience in regulatory affairs. And that's something really to consider too. Cosmetics are beyond the purview of regulators in most instances. So anyone can make a product in any environment. You know, a lot of people are making products in a thermomix on their kitchens. Mm -hmm. So there's no regulatory control. But because Jan is so keen to ensure that everything is pharmaceutical grade, she has full GMP clearance with the FDA and with the state authorities in California, which means that they're registered and audited annually as though they were a pharmaceutical company. And Dr. Sachs has obviously brought his incredible experience. He's been there for almost 15 years now. And their president, John Connors, was the co-founder of Cutera Lasers. Oh, we love Cutera. Yeah. So he, you know, it's it's a really experienced and incredibly knowledgeable team.
1: That's amazing. Yeah, sounds great. So should we jump into aging now? Should we talk about the two types of aging Intrinsic versus sure. extrinsic, and kind of what happens within our skin as we get older.
2: The two types of aging: intrinsic and extrinsic. Ninety-five percent of of what we see as aging skin is extrinsic. So, we, our DNA, our chromosomes, are they're programmed for certain collapses, I guess you would say, in our physical state over time. That's a natural you know evolution of our bodies as we we're born we we grow into adulthood we age and then we die but most of what we see as physical aging is caused by uv and obviously you ladies are, are well aware of that and your audience is probably very well aware of that as well but it's to what extent uv causes aging and obviously lifestyle factors play in as well if you drink heavily and you know chain smoke you're going to look a lot older than someone who looks after themselves physically but i think the the thing about uv and the effect it has on your skin particularly the skin of your face and hands which is constantly exposed is really about the inflammation that uv exposure causes mm. so inflammation in the skin gives rise to most of the visible signs of aging and that is caused by UV
0: radiation hear that everyone everyone wear sunscreen okay i feel like we've preached that everyone multiple sunscreen.
2: times absolutely yes every day regardless of the weather because uv is bouncing around all the time regardless of you know whether it's cloudy sunny whether, whether you're in queensland inside or victoria yeah. yes exactly yeah. i think people yeah.
1: forget to wear it inside but there's windows all around yes. you know we sit next to a window and sometimes i even forget a little bit i'm like oh, <laughs> probably aging right now
2: yeah <laughs> and i and i think also that historically one of the things that has prevented people from using a UV protectant every day is or, or from lessening compliance has, has been the, the cosmetic effect. Mm. So if you put zinc on your face every day, you're going to look really odd and not many women particularly would like to do that. They, you can't wear makeup over it, etc., even a lot of the micronized zincs you know the modern ones have tint in them etc are still it's still a, a physical layer that's obvious on the skin it gives you a cast as it's called but if you have a, a UV protectant that's cosmetically acceptable that actually makes your skin look great then you're going to wear it every day and and that has always been the key to there's get a lot to of debate it, for sure. That,
1: I think sunscreens have definitely yes. come a long way um, in the past few years, especially. And so I think that's why yes. people are definitely wearing sunscreen more, because it feels better, it looks better on the skin.
2: Absolutely, yes. And look, there's some you know, been a lot of recent debate about the comparison between physical and chemical sunscreens. Chemical sunscreens we also call organic sunscreens because they're based on molecules that concocted in the laboratory. Physical sunscreens generally zinc or titanium dioxide and they're mined and formulated as sunscreens. But if you you know, the safety profiles of both are fairly similar. There there's a lot of internet chatter about how dangerous chemical sunscreens are, but as Jan says, no one has ever died from sunscreen overuse, but lots mm-hmm. of people die from skin cancer.
1: Yeah, exactly.
2: So it doesn't really matter which you use. The Anti-Cancer Council actually use chemical sunscreens. So they're the gold standard of sunscreens in Australia in the market. And, you know, if it's doing its job, it's going to protect your skin and it's going to calm inflammation.
1: Yeah, for sure. When do you think that people should start using anti-aging ingredients?
2: I think people should start looking at using anti-aging products in their early 20s, and they don't need to go overboard because they won't have any of the physical signs. But most of the damage that's been done in the skin is done when people are You know, toddlers and children, when they're least likely to be wearing sunscreen and they're outdoors a lot, playing in the sunshine, doing their sports, you know, their school activities, whatever it might be. So from the age of, say, two years old until you're about 15 is when all the damage is done. And it doesn't show up until decades later. But this is observable in the real world when you look at older people in, say, Britain or Scandinavia, their, their skin is often the quality of their skin is really good into their old age. Whereas compared to Australians, Australians. yeah, or, or Californians or Texans, for example, you know, their skin's terrible into their old age if they haven't been protecting it. So it's definitely something that's the damage is done early in life and it doesn't become obvious until into adulthood. But by the time people are 20 or so, they should consider using things like glycolic acid to compact the stratum corneum and retinol to make sure that their dermis is nice and thick and healthy. It doesn't have to be in huge doses, but it does have to be in an effective format so that it's actually doing its job.
0: Yeah. Well, that moves on to our next question we wanted to ask. What are your favourite products for anti ageing from Jan Marini specifically?
2: My favourite product is definitely Retinol Plus. I think that that is something that I couldn't live without. It's such a beautiful product. It's got all trans retinol, which is really one of the most effective non medical retinoids. So retinoin is the medical derivative of vitamin A, uh, retinoic acid. And that's only available on prescription, but not many people use it these days because it's so irritating. So when we used to use it or prescribe it regularly to to patients, we would have to manage all the inflammation it caused in their skin and it would be on for a few weeks and then they'd have a rest for a few weeks. And then, you know, the skin cycling, I think it's called. Yeah,
1: Yeah, we actually just did a uh, podcast on that recently. (laughs) Oh, did you? Yeah, Right, right. It might have been where I'd seen it, but ah. yes, I've seen a lot of it
2: on, on um, I've seen a lot of it on social media, and you know, a lot of people are sharing their stories of skin cycling, etc. At the moment, but when you have a retinol that's as well formulated as Age Intervention Retinol Plus, it it's just a game changer because you can use it twice a day, every day, and not get that inflammation or that inflammatory effect. And it's because Jan Marini and Dr. Sachs have been able to formulate a a vitamin A product that contains anti-inflammatory agents as well. So including peptides and they're they're patented peptides, so they're proprietary. They're not purchased from a peptide supplier or an industrial chemical manufacturer. They're actually made in-house at Jan Marini. And when combined with the retinol and other anti-inflammatory agents, they just counteract that inflammation that people often get. So there's a very small percentage of people that can't just can't tolerate retinol in any form, but most people can. And if they can, that, that would be the anti-aging product of choice. I think it's just so much more powerful than anything else yeah. that's available.
0: Yeah, I'm going to have to give that a try. Yeah, you're making me want to buy it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So our next question is um, we wanted to ask what are some anti-aging ingredients that are safe to use during pregnancy or breastfeeding?
2: Anti-aging during pregnancy and breastfeeding is really quite problematic because we know that vitamin A is not safe and so we always caution people not to use it while they're pregnant and breastfeeding. A lot of the other ingredients that are in anti-aging products, no one's really clear about the safety profile. So I think it's always best to err on the side of caution. Your baby is the most precious thing that can ever happen to you. So you want to make sure that you mitigate any risk whatsoever. So I think the one anti-aging ingredient that has been shown to be harmless To pregnant women and breastfeeding women and their children is glycolic acid which is quite safe it has a very short half-life it just stays on the skin surface it doesn't absorb at all and uh, it, it still has a great effect by firming up your stratum corneum so that it's not as not as lumpy you know it makes mm-hmm. the skin much more uniform it smooths the skin it, it, it makes it more luminous it helps with skin cell turnover which in turn prompts the dermis to thicken up so it's a great anti-aging ingredient to use safely while you're pregnant and it's also fantastic for breakout which you know that hormonal surge that you have when you're pregnant often causes breakout in pregnant women and a lot of people have a problem with that while they're pregnant i don't know that i'd be happy to use benzoyl peroxide while i was pregnant but you know i used glycolic acid through my pregnancies and my children turned out okay so presumably (laughs) it's quite safe and the literature all all you know, suggests that there's no problem at all with it. So that's one ingredient. I think salicylic is another one that's quite safe. It's fine. It has quite a large molecule, so it's not going to absorb. But in in general, I think it's as I said, best to be cautious.
0: Yeah, that's right. And do you have any product recommendations from Jamarini if that have glycolic acid?
2: Oh yes. We've got great products at Jamarini. We've got the Bioglycolic Cleanser, which is our number one product. It's just we can't keep it on the shelves. It's a, an amazing cleanser and it's got a perfect pH. It's got humectants in it, so it's quite hydrating. It has a glycolic acid component and it just does a beautiful job of resurfacing the skin and making it feel really soft and healthy and it, it, it clears pigmentation. It helps to clear up, break up. It's a really great product. So glycolic cleanser, there's the bioglycolic cream. It comes in a cream form. You know, we have, we have lots of products. We have the glycolic acid wipes. They're really good. They're like little pads that you just wipe over your face after cleansing and that the way the ingredients are impregnated into the pad, it's absorbed very rapidly so it really goes to work. And yes. in combination with the bioglycolic cleanser, and the bioglycolic cream, there, you know, that's a great.
0: Is that um, glycolic someone. pad? Is that one a treatment that you do like once a week, or is that something you use more often?
2: It's something. It's something that you can do yourself at home, and you might need to do it every second night, or you might only opt to do it once a week. Hmm. But it depends on the individual how how coarse their skin is, how open their pores are, how thick their epidermis is there's a whole lot of factors which you would both you see clients every day and patients every day so you you know that the skin comes in all shapes and sizes someone with very fine delicate skin you would not want to use it every day maybe the pads you might use once a week but someone with thicker and more robust skin they could certainly use it every second day
1: Perfect. And last question, what are your thoughts on eye creams? Are you pro eye cream or do you not see a need for them? I'm
2: a big believer in eye cream. I think the eyelid skin is completely different to facial skin. It doesn't have any sebaceous glands in it. It's it's very fine. It's very delicate. And So, I think a good eye product that is non irritating and that's doing the job that it's designed to do is worth its weight in gold. You won't get a facial product that's going to do a great job around your eyes because of the difference in the skin type. It's either going to be irritating if it's a hardcore type product that you use on your face, or if it's a delicate product like a, a serum, for example, it's not going to be rich enough for the eye area. So you have to remember that most products are absorbed through our sebaceous glands and the hair follicles. So anything that's designed to penetrate those, as Jan Marini's facial products are, are not going to be suitable for the eyelids. So a separate eye product, I think, is is really worthwhile and you just need a you know a grain of rice size to do one eye area so you they last forever so it's actually really good value to use something separately around the eyes and having said that we always advise that people don't put any product even eye creams on their actual eyelids you just go to the orbital edges because as you blink it draws the product in any way if you put product any type of product too close to your conjunctival edges you're, you're going to get irritation in in a lot of people
1: yeah and what are your favorite eye creams from Jan Marini
2: Well, my personal favourite is the Transformation Eye Cream because it's such a lovely product to use. It's really easy. It absorbs really quickly. It's very emollient, very soothing. It's not irritating at all uh, in any way, and I'm a bit prone to irritation in the eyes, especially with products, so I really enjoy Transformation Eye Cream. And every six months or so, I'll use... Marini Luminate Eye Gel, which is fantastic for rebuilding the epidermal architecture in the under-eye area. So when you get a bit crepey, it's particularly good in winter when you under, you know, when you put makeup on under your and eyes and you can crease, see all the yeah. Yeah, creases and you, you get that sort of roadmap under your eyelids. Yep. It's a great product for rebuilding the architecture of the epidermis there. And it's also very good for dark circles. So it helps to, it has ingredients in it which help to break down the bilirubin staining from blood vessel leakage. So we always have leaking blood vessels under our skin, but because the skin is so thin under your eyes, that becomes more obvious and it shows us dark circles. So when people have really congenital dark circles, not just overtired or had a big night dark circles, but mm-hmm. true dark circles, it's often because they have that pigmentary staining under the skin, which becomes more obvious as they get older because the skin's getting thinner and thinner in that area as the muscles and the fat pads droop downwards. So rebuilding that area and breaking down the bilirubin under the skin, you know, that combined effect does wonders. So I think, you know, it's a great product to use daily a lot of a lot of our clinics recommend it for daily use every day of the year but I find that you know using it perhaps one bottle so over six weeks or so a couple of times a year is enough to keep my skin looking really good it's a bit more complicated to use because you don't just sort of slap it on and and go you have to Cleanse really carefully, apply it by just dabbing it on, and you can't put any other product near it. So it's best to use at night before you, you know, when you're doing your routine at night time, because it does deliver really effectively and you end up with a little bit of product residue. So if you're using it during the day, you either you can see the product glistening uh, on your lower eyelids, and as it as it delivers into the skin, into the epidermis there's that little bit of residue. So that's why, you know, it's a good nighttime product.
1: Sounds interesting. I'm wanting to give that one a try. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. well same. You've got it... dark circles. Maybe, I mean, yeah, I go out every weekend, so I definitely have dark circles.
2: <laughs> oh, I wish, yeah, I wish it worked that magically. <laughs> the well, hangover cure. <laughs> yeah, so, I'll,
1: yeah, we all need it. Well, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast and chatting to us all about anti-ageing and Jan Marini. Was there anything else you wanted to discuss with us before we let you go?
2: Well, look, I'd just like to thank you both for having me. It was, I was really thrilled to be able to do this. It's lovely to chat with you and, you know, just, just build the network of, of professionals. I mean, you're in the same boat as I am. You know, we see Patients who have really difficult problems and we're just trying to help them out, improve their appearance for them, uh, address their concerns. I think the, the last thing that I'd like to say is that there's so many products out there, but we always say we don't need another product. What we need is a solution.
1: Well, thank you so much, and um, we'll definitely be checking out your products. And if we ever come to Melbourne, we'll um, be sure to pop in.
2: Well, you're very welcome, and yeah, I look forward to meeting you face to face sometime.
1: Perfect. Thanks, all right, Vivian. enjoy the rest of your night.
2: You too. Thanks thank for you. calling, ladies. Bye. <laughs> bye.
1: Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast on all things anti aging, and a special thanks to Vivian from Jan Marini for joining us as well
0: make sure to follow us on our social media. All the links will be in the description as well as Jan Marini's links as well will all be there as well. And if you've been enjoying our podcast, we would really appreciate if you left us a review. Five stars only though, please. And yeah, we will see you guys in our next podcast. Thank you. Bye. Bye.